Hollywood is mourning the passing of director Richard Donner, who passed away yesterday at the age of 91. Joining us now, our friend and movie critic Peter Howell. He is with us here on 640 Toronto. Peter, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Uh, listen, this is uh, quite the list. I mean, the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, uh, Lethal Weapon, The Goonies. Yep. Uh, I the believe Omen. his first major film was The Omen. Uh, what is the legacy of Richard Donner? Well, you know, he was one of those guys that could elevate genre. Uh, he was a real journeyman director. Uh, nobody really talked about him as like a, a Donner-esque movie, you know, like that would do like Kubrick or something. But but he could, you could go see one of his movies and you would feel you had you hadn't wasted your time, even if it was like a very light subject matter. And the best example, probably Superman, the movie came out in 78. And at that time, you know, that type of movie was considered to be just for children, basically. But but he made it like an adult movie, like Marlon Brando was in it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you remember when, but you might not be old enough to remember this, when Batman came out in the 60s, it was all played for camp. It was um, that was, it was just not serious. But he created a, a template for the kind of serious superhero movie that for better or for worse has really become part of our movie-going culture, right? Um, the Omen is like, here you have like... Um, a horror movie that it goes Gregory Peck starring in it. You know, that, that, that is he, he just always added that extra element to genre as a, he's going to be missed. Yeah. And that cannot be underestimated the way, I mean, I know Steven Spielberg quoted yesterday on Richard Donner's uh, passing uh, Spielberg, of course, uh, wrote uh, the Goonies that uh, Donner yeah. uh, directed and said he was quote, gifted across so many genres as you've been talking about i mean that is not an easy thing to do for a director to do so many different genres and do them so well absolutely i mean you know it's um i think he's there's almost nothing he couldn't do i mean it was some of my favorite tv shows from when i was a kid i mean two of my favorite twilight zone episodes like uh the terror at twenty thousand feet one of them that everybody knows when you know william shatner and the uh sure. the demon on, outside the plane that was that was remade as practically remade as a movie called shadow in the in the cloud that tip last last september it was um kind of a nodding to that one but uh he could just take any time do you, do you know that he even directed episodes of the banana splits like that that kind of ridiculous children <laughs> i remember that show but i had yeah. no idea that donner yeah. had a hand in that yeah it's it just like i don't think there was anything he couldn't do um and i guess sometimes that works against you because you don't have a style you, you know he's a bit you know, like a good comparison in canada like norman jewison was a similar guy who could do any genre any kind of movie but because of that, you didn't uh, perhaps get totally appreciated for what you could do. You were just seen as a, a jack-of-all-trades, and they didn't see you so much as um, a distinct personality like a Quentin Tarantino-type person, right? Yes, which we're going to talk about here momentarily. But I wanted That's to ask right. you uh, as well, before we leave the subject of Richard Donner, did he help also sort of establish the blockbuster and the franchise? I mean, when you look at some of these films, like the Superman films, the Lethal Weapon oh, yeah. films as well? Absolutely. I mean, like he created, I, I think you could say he created like the modern superhero movie with beginning with Superman. He got kind of shafted when it came to Superman too, but that's a whole other story. Um, and then the lethal weapon thing, um, right up, he was going to do a lethal weapon five up until recently. I just guess he just wasn't in any shape to do it, but he, um, he, and he, and that, that, that is one franchise that kept a lot of its life as it went on. Like seeing Mel Gibson and Danny Glover together, that was never a chore to watch them. Although the first two were obviously the best. But, um, you know, that he, he showed that you could keep a story going uh, for a long time and it didn't necessarily have to become garbage. 
Richard Donner passing yesterday at the age of 91, as we're joined by movie critic Peter Howell. You mentioned Tarantino. He is also yep. making news uh, this afternoon, uh, Peter. Uh, quoted, yep. Yes, yep. quoted in a recent podcast criticizing movie theaters and the movie theater industry, saying that they have been writing their own epitaph. What exactly do you think he meant by that? Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I have a lot of sympathy and I, I have a lot of respect for Quentin. You know, he, he, um, he's, a, he's a defender of movie theaters as like a, a chapel of cinema. So, but I think he's overstated the case a little bit. Like part of his problem uh, is that he thinks um, stadium seating is bad, you know, whereas I think stadium seating is great. I, I'm, I'm six foot six, so I like having the extra space and I also don't like blocking people. So I see stadium seating as a great thing. Quentin sees it as some kind of bad thing. Um, I think uh, he's also, he, he, he wants to have theaters to show film rather than digital, which is a bit of a, you know, that's kind of a niche market right now. And, but, you know, Give, give the guy credit. He he runs a new Beverly in in uh, in Los Angeles, which does film only. And he's just bought another art house cinema called the Vista. So he's really he's really doing what he says he wants to do, which is making cinema a special place. But I think, as usual, he probably overstated himself. And because he's Quentin Tarantino, it gets blown up across um, you know the interwebs into something bigger than maybe he intended. Yeah, I mean, would it be a false comparison to say that Tarantino believes that maybe the modern uh, movie theater experience is more fast food than fine dining and that he, he would really like to go to a theater that offers fine dining? I think that's what he's saying. Um, I don't think it's entirely fair. I think there are places like that. You know what? I think the biggest problem with the movie theaters is people using their phones. Mm-hmm. It's, not the, it's not the exhibitors. It's the people who come in and they sit there in front of you looking at their phone the entire movie. I mean, you can't blame that on the theaters. I guess they could do, they could be more aggressive in telling people put your damn phones away. But, you know, I think uh, it, it seems like a strange time to be uh, kicking theater uh, exhibitors in the shins. They just had a, they just had like a really bad year. Like I was looking at Variety today and, um, you know, movie theaters in North America are still down 81% in revenues from, uh, from you know, pre-pandemic. Wow. So, you know, this maybe isn't the best time to be kicking them when they're down. But, um, you know, Tarantino is an outspoken guy. I mean, he really he's very passionate and he believes what he's talking about. And, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is. So, you know, he's a guy you want to take seriously, although maybe not take too seriously. Yeah. But is he also maybe trying to give a wake up call to the industry as they reemerge oh, sure. from the COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, you know, um, I, I hope that it doesn't happen that we come out of the pandemic and we only see superhero movies, you know, like I, I would like to be able to see the kind of mid-level movies that um, you don't often see these days. Like a lot of romantic comedies don't go to theaters anymore. That's a genre. We've talked about this before. That's a genre that's almost gone entirely to online um, streaming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, I would like to see theaters become places where you can see all kinds of movies rather than just the blockbuster kind of stuff. Yeah, and do you think that there's a market for, because I think one of the things Tarantino is doing with the uh, theaters, the cinemas that he owns, uh, Peter, is he's going back and, uh, you know, kind of showing uh, movies from yesteryear, from the golden age, when uh, he, he remembers movie theaters maybe, at least in his mind, being something a little more than they are today. Yeah, well, I think Tip the Lightbox in Toronto is trying to do that. Um, you know, the, the, there's that, there is definitely a demand for a place where you can be in a... You know, it, it's, it's not a pinball machine. It's like an actual theater where you can watch a, a movie that makes you think and doesn't necessarily have to have superheroes or explosions. That, that's a good thing. And I think there is people who want to do that. But I guess the question is, are we still able to do that in the post-pandemic world? You know, well, well, is there still a demand? Now that we've gotten used to watching everything at home, will we still go out? I mean, that's, that's a big question that remains to be answered. 
And just finally, Peter, what is the latest when it comes to movie theaters in this country and in this province in particular and here in Toronto? There's a lot of movie buffs, a lot of movie fans, you included, I'm guessing, that are uh, eagerly yep. awaiting for the green light. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we're just about to enter phase three, and I think that's when, you know, that's when the theaters will start to show. The drive-ins are already showing movies, so you can go to a drive-in now across Ontario. There's like 16 drive-ins in the Toronto area. Um, but um, theaters, uh, I think they're, they're sort of saying phase three in a couple of weeks, so it'll be, you know, I hope that happens. I don't see why they're waiting. I think we can go back to having movie theaters showing stuff in, inside, and um, let's hope that happens. All right, Peter, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Be well. Movie critic Peter Howell with us.